Princess here, and welcome to another episode of By Pumpkin. Um, this is one of the few episodes I'm doing by myself. I feel like I've recorded a lot with other people. Um, I let's see if I can remember. Kara and I did an insecure episode, which was an extra bonus episode this week on the Patreon. The Patreon's at Patreon.com/backslash/ByPumpkin. And so, if you are a five dollar member, you get weekly bonus episodes, and and I threw an extra bonus episode in there. So we just talked about. The end, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm in my husband's man cave, and that's a dumb name for a room. Um, excuse me, he calls it his office, and I just, like, I don't want to be in here, okay, first of all, but I'm recording this on a Saturday in the middle of the day, I've, I, the weeks are getting away from me, and I've been recording a lot, so I have to just stick my kids to the, um, to the, um, barbershop and fed everybody lunch and now I'm recording and um I don't want to be in here because something's going on with my sense of smell I can smell everything in the entire fucking world and that's not normally how I am when I was growing up my mom could like smell where you've been based on like you walking past her and like I just catch her in the hallway just like spraying air freshener like around the doorway of one of my brother's rooms or something like that my mom could smell everything and and her sense of smell makes her like not want a lot of things um like food wise like if it just smells like a whiff off she can't like because smell and taste are the same thing you know or like related so like I grew up with like a bloodhound mother who could smell my mother smoked at the time too and she could smell everything and I just never thought of myself that way I'm not like a a huge like smells don't bother me yo I can in the past three two and a half weeks maybe I can smell every fucking thing everything um like I don't want like I don't want food because it smells it smells off to me eggs like I eat I eat two eggs over easy with a very buttery toast and I dip the eggs in the, um, not over easy, over medium, over medium. And I dip the eggs in the egg yolk. I mean, I dip the toast in the egg yolk. I eat that. Then once I've done dipped all that, then I put the egg into the bread and fold it over and then eat it. I eat this every fucking day and I haven't been able to eat it because eggs smell weird to me now. And it's not, and I thought it was just the eggs that we have here and I was like, maybe these eggs went bad. I don't. I went and bought fresh eggs. The eggs, egg, egg. The smell of, like, eggs frying smells weird to me. I was like, do I have fucking COVID? But I don't. I haven't lost my sense of smell or taste. I, I don't have a temperature. I mean, I could have You could be asymptomatic and have COVID. But for some fucking reason, I can smell everything. I actually went to bed, uh, Bath and Body Works, which I've never been inside. Like seriously, like as a teenager in the mall, I sometimes, like. We, you know, you go in like every fucking store, but I've never seriously been in a Bath and Body Works to buy something. Um, so I go in, but I go there because I was like, my house smells, I like, I need some good smells in my life. So I go there and I spend a grip to get wallflowers and, uh, the oil for the thing. And because this, the, just the smells of people smell weird to me. I smell weird to me. Like, something's going on with my sense of smell. Anyway, I don't want to be in here because my husband's office is, like, smell central. Like, 
the shit he eats in here. He's been smoking cigarettes in here. This is there is an overwhelming smell of cigarettes in here, and like, like I almost I, I had to leave a few minutes ago because I thought I was going to be sick. I, this I don't know what's going on. But so I'm in here already. I don't want to be in here. It's not clean in here. It smells funny in here. There's like, like if this was my area, a lot of this shit would be in the trash. Like, <laughs> this shit would be in the trash right now. And also there needs to be some organization stuff in here. And there's some stuff he said he's going to put in the attic that are just like sitting on the floor. And that's, I'm not happy about that. Um, anyway, uh, so I don't even want to be in here, but I have to because... I don't have a space of my own in the house. Now, before I really had kids, every space was mine. Like, I didn't need a space of my own. Um, every space that was, was mine. The person who needed a space of their own was my husband because I owned every space in the home. And so he needed space. So he's always had a little space and everything. But but I can't record, especially as I've started podcasting. How long have I been podcasting? I guess... I don't know. Two and a half years, maybe. I don't fucking know. Um, but podcasting has required me to find space because I have because people have to be quiet around me while I'm doing it. Like, and I also prefer people not to sit in the room and watch me podcast. Watching me speaking to myself is weird. <sighs> um, you guys know I've been like doing house stuff and like thinking about like trying to get a bigger house, but also being like, why would I want to get a bigger house when like, I really like this house and I can really afford this house. And why do I want to go out and get like a bigger mortgage and a bigger house and a bigger electricity bill and more things to clean. And like, you definitely will have to hire someone to come clean because like, it's just gonna be too much space. Why do you want to do that to yourself, princess? Why, why, why? Like you can carry this mortgage with nothing. Like, your husband carried this mortgage for nothing. Why do you want to do all this? See, he's got some old, like, Fritos, jalapeno cheddar cheese over there. Like, why Why are we not throwing this away? This is... <sighs> but the main reason, there's two, there's three reasons I want a bigger house. One, I want another bathroom. There are two bathrooms here and seven people live here. And I just think that's too many, that's, that's too many booties in the bathroom. It's hard to, the bathrooms, my bathrooms are clean, but... I think we we would need to put in less effort to keep bathrooms clean if there were less people using each restroom. Um, if we could spread out the booties. Um, but the second reason is I want my oldest son to have his own room. Um, he and my other oldest son are like very close and I love that about them. But the fact is they need some space outside of each other. And I want them to like be able to create space for each other that they can respect and also, like, like still be with each other sometimes and not, you know. But the big reason is I need a space for my own. I need a space where I can work. Um, I need a space where I can um, podcast. I need a space of my own. And my husband's like, we can share my office. And I was like, I don't want to share this office. It's, like, now I'm like, it smells bad in there. And also, like, ugly in here and like I feel like I'm being attacked by dirty I don't want to be places where it's dirty 
I don't want to be some place where there's like, like, old, like coffee from I guess this morning, coffee in a cup, that's sitting here, and like, ashes and shit and like, boxes full of like. Uh, Quartz. I don't want to. I don't want old shoe boxes and a can of paint. Like, and like, I don't want to be in this space. <laughs> anyway, all that to say that like I'm in here, and then I kind of look over to the side, and my husband has a framed picture of me <laughs> that I think he stole from the wall outside. That he is kind of like wrapped up in some cables and like hung from a. I don't know it. It seems serial killery. Like, if if it just seems like it seems like it seems like something someone would do if they were stalking someone. I was like, how can you stalk me? We live in the same house. Like, <laughs> you know where I am. We have our locations turned on on our phone. You can find me at all times. It seems very like a Joe thing to do in you. You know, I don't know all that. What what the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, I can smell everything, guys. Everything. I can, in the barber shop, I could smell the donuts. All What do donuts smell like? But I could smell them. I told my mom about this. And she's like, she's like, I don't know. It just took you a long time to, to, to inherit it from me. And mother can smell like trash from like around the fucking corner. My mother, <laughs> as soon as you get in the car, she's like, oh, you smell like outside. <laughs> Like, well, I was outside. She's like, well, you smell like outside. You smell like bushes. That's another thing. My mother never, like, when you ask her how things smell, she doesn't say it smells citrusy or tart or or it smells sweet or whatever. She says you smell like bushes. You smell like, you smell like curtains at grandma's house. Like, she, I'm like, well, I don't know what that smells like. Tell me what that smells like. She's like, I don't know how to describe it. Bushes. That's what you smell like. You smell like you've been in a bush. I don't know. <sighs> well, what I just interrupted my own fucking self. Not only, like I'm recording by myself, interrupting myself. That's how you know I'm a prime interrupter. I just interrupt myself. Um, what I was saying is that I've been recording a lot of other people. I recorded an insecure uh, wrap up with Kara that was on the Patreon this week. I recorded... Um, last week on the Patreon, we had, um, a teen mom episode with Liz. I did, uh, a rock of love episode for the main feed, which is what you're listening to right now. The Sunday show is the main feed, um, with Sonia. I'm about to record a, my 600 pound life episode with Kara tomorrow on Sunday. And you'll get that, um, the, sometime during the week. Uh, next week I'm going to record a cheer episode with Liz that will be on Liz's Patreon. Liz explains it all. And like, so it seems a little off that I'm in here by myself, right? I also plan to record some other people. Um, I got, I got my feelers out here. I'm going to be doing it, but, um, it seems off that I'm by myself, but also Remember, recording by yourself is so much easier. You can do it whenever you want to. You can pause, you can stop. Your kids can like come in the room and fight. Last week, I had to, I don't know if you, you must have heard it when you listened to it. I had to re-record a small part because you could like hear my children arguing outside the door of the man cave. Um, and I would leave it in. 
because like my kids argue, I don't want you guys to get the impression that we're over here holding hands and kissing and, and everything's just beautiful all the time. No, people scream at each other and pull their hair sometimes. But uh, they were yelling, identifying characteristics. I was like, this seems like, <laughs> it's almost seemed like on purpose. Why are you screaming the name of your elementary school? That seems weird. <laughs> it almost seems like you did that shit on purpose, bro. But So I had to cut it out. But like, because I'm recording by myself, I can just like pause and run out there and threaten everybody and then come back. And like, you are none the wiser. Guys, I feel like I can smell the oxygen in my blood right now. I, I, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> anyway, uh, so you, you only get me today. But that said, I have some new stuff coming. I have a commission episode on my 600 pound life that we're going to be recording. I have a commission episode on being Bobby Brown that I'm going to be that will be out shortly and yeah I'm just like I'm trying to plan ahead like you know I am a spreadsheet girl but I really this podcast I really try to avoid being that girl you know because I wanted to be a hobby I wanted to be fun I wanted to be like not an obligation and this year it's just not gonna work that way I'm gonna have to like use spreadsheets I'm going to have to be organized I'm going to have to pre-plan and pre-record things because um it's just getting to the point where it's it's uh becoming a big part of my life now unlike a troy or a sonia i don't really like when i take my notes i just take the notes and i used to have to pause a lot i'm not pausing anymore if i don't catch it i don't fucking catch it and it's it's cut down on the amount of time I've had to like watch things because a 45 minute show might take me an hour and a half to watch because I have to pause it and then write down how I feel about what's happening and go back and like be like what did she say and shit like that and I've just had to like cut that out but in terms of notes I'm not a person that writes a ton a ton a ton of notes I write significant notes but I'm not someone who does a lot of research I'm not I'm just not I, maybe I'm lazy but it's just gotten to the point where the amount of hours I put into this podcast have gone up and I have to be a little bit more organized about things. So some of the stuff you guys are hearing is has been recorded a couple of weeks ago when you hear it. And I just put the preamble on the front of it and send it out. And, you know, plenty of people do it that way. But I have not. I'm usually like recording hours before I before I publish. Um, the other reason I've been starting to record a lot earlier like there's been a longer time between when I record and when you guys get it is because um, maybe a few months ago, I started listening to everything before I sent it. Um, I don't always do it when I have a guest, but especially when I'm by myself, I have to listen to it. And, you know, when I first started podcasting, I could not listen to myself talk. Uh, my voice is terrible. And I think that's like an evolutionary thing where we all hate our own voices. But I remember those early days when I'd be on feathers in my hair, I'd like really fuck myself over because I wouldn't have anything to listen to on Sundays when I'm cleaning. So, which is another, that's, a, you guys know that's a reason that you get this episode, these, these main feed episodes on Sundays, right? Because with the exception of feathers in my hair, nothing I listen to comes out on Sundays. So Sunday is a day I get up early and I'm, and I get a lot of shit done, like and prep for the week and Everything I need to do is on Sundays. 
not everything, but you understand, like, I need to, like, when I'm doing meal preps, I do it on Sundays. When I, like, Sunday's a day to clean out the pantry. Like, this Sunday I'm going to clean out my refrigerator. I'm set to clean out my, I'm set to do a deep clean of my refrigerator every three months. Like, pull everything out. Um, And so, like, Sunday would be, I don't know if I'll do it this Sunday. I'll either do it Sunday or Monday because we're all off, well, not all of us. Monday's a holiday um, that some people have off. And I'll either do this Monday or I'll have to move it to the next Sundays. I want to refold all the clothes in my dresser drawers. Um, if you know, after you're not always as careful as you should be. And like, after a while, your dresser drawers look terrible. And then that makes you like, when I refold the clothes in my dresser, I'm always like, I have so many clothes. I did not know I owned this many clothes. It's very refreshing. And you can do it while watching something stupid on TV. So I usually have these projects I'm trying, I'm washing windows, I'm doing something on Sundays. And I only, there was only one podcast, there was only um, one uh, podcast that I could listen to on Sundays. And I thought, somebody else does this too. And maybe there could be another podcast. Maybe on Sunday I can be the person that weeds their garden or drives to San Antonio or whatever the fuck they're doing on fucking Sundays. Um, so like, but when I used to be on feathers in my hair, I would like fuck myself over on Sundays cause I had nothing to listen to. Um, but now I can't listen to myself because I've been forcing myself to listen to myself and I listen to the podcast before you guys get it. And it helps. Like it's one of those things that if someone had told me you should listen to your podcast before they, I'd be like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, like that sounds like fucking hell, but it helps me avoid saying things I don't mean. <laughs> Cause you know, you go in a fugue state when you're, when you record these things, especially when you're by yourself, you do not know what the fuck you said. And when you listen, you're like, Oh wait, no, 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 that's not what I want to be saying. Or that's not the way I want to be saying it. Let, let me be, let me be careful with my words here so that, cause I want to make sure people understand what I'm trying to say here. And it also helps me understand about um, audio issues. I sometimes listen to people's podcasts and I can tell they've never listened to it because the the intro music's too long. And like, if you sat here listening to this, you you could hear that you that this intro music's too long or that the edits are clipped. Like as we go into sections, like I'm losing words because it was cut here instead of the, the proper place. But you don't know that because you didn't listen to it. And which is fine. I mean, who the fuck am I to judge anybody about sloppy podcasting? But I think my podcast has gotten better. I mean, I'm still sloppy. Don't get me wrong. I'm still a messy queen. But um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I think I've gotten better because I've started listening to them. But that requires me to do more planning. I can't, for the most part, I can't just like get out on a Saturday night at 10 o'clock and record a podcast and then press publish. I can't really do that if I want to have a better podcast. Um, but just so you know, like you're going to get here, you're going to hear things, um, that may have been recorded a couple of weeks earlier. And that's just me trying to do a better job of planning around here. Me trying to like give you guys a better podcast. I don't know if I'm ever going to pronounce words correctly, but, um, I'm 41 and I just don't see it happening for you. So if that's an issue, keep it trucking, baby, because I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Am I going to get funnier? 
doubt it. <laughs> I make myself laugh. <laughs> I make myself laugh. Um, anything else I want to talk to you guys about? So here's the schedule, guys. We're doing Rock of Love on the main feed, which is what you're listening to. You'll get a new episode every week. If I have a commissioned episode, you will likely get that um, in place of the main feed episode. So you can hear the bonus feed episodes. Uh, if you want to commission an episode, it's 20 bucks. Email me at hello at buypumpkinpodcast.com or message me on Patreon. We'll talk about it. We'll work something out. It's 20 bucks. Um, that's how you got a Rachel Dolezal, uh, uh, episode. I wouldn't have done that episode. Otherwise I don't like talking about Rachel Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal makes people's heads hurt. So I don't like doing that. Um, yeah, like I, I, I did a basketball wives episode a long time ago and it's because someone commissioned it and I had a very good fucking time. I don't, and I don't think I talked very much about Jackie Christie on it. Um, so if there's like content that you guys wish I were doing and you can't wait for me to get there or you don't think I'm going in that direction, 20 bucks Let and I'll do something. Um, on the Patreon, which is at patreon.com black backs. Let's start over on the Patreon, which is on patreon.com backslash by pumpkin. It is $5 a month to sign up for weekly bonus episodes that you as a body choose. You vote on them every time you start a new one, a new series. And right now we're doing Teen Mom 2 season one. Now I've had Liz on there. I'm going to try to get Amanda from Amanda Loves Teen Mom on there. I'm going to try to get, uh, you know, I'm going to try to get Stoss on there. Um, I've never had her on the podcast. I'm going to, I think I'm going to try. Um, and we're just talking about the evolution of these women that we've been watching for a fucking over a decade. And I'm trying to watch with new eyes. And it's interesting. That comes out every week and it generally comes out on Thursdays. Every now and then you'll get a different episode on that Thursday because I'll I'll either have some commissioned episode or something that I specifically want to talk about. Um, somebody contacted me about commissioning an episode on... Um, the Theranos lady, Elizabeth Holmes. And I wanted to do it, but I wanted to wait until the to the uh trial was over. The trial is over. She got some t- she's likely she hasn't been sentenced yet. She's likely gonna have some time. But I I do want to do an episode on that. So recontact me, please. <laughs> I do I, I think that would be a fun bonus episode. Um and if you are a ten dollar member of Patreon, that's the Princess Diaries tier. Now listen. I start off with, I wanted to limit where I'm telling these personal stories. Like next month in the month of February, I'm going to be talking about, uh, an insurrectionist at work (laughs) and I want to like provide some kind of wall around it. So I did it at 25 subscribers. I didn't realize more people wanted to to subscribe. Patreon does not tell me what people listen to guys. So I have no idea that many people signed up to my Patreon to listen to princes. I didn't know that. I don't, I don't fucking know. I just put shit on Patreon and I only know if you comment on it or if you tell me. So I didn't realize that more than 25 people want to listen to Princess Diaries. And I got the messages. I got the comments. And I was like, maybe I should make it 30 people. And Liz was like, no, you should make it 50 people. And I was like, I don't fucking know about that. 
Sounds like a lot of people. And she's like, that is a small number. By the way, congrats on Liz. She's got a thousand subscribers. I mean, with Patreon, it goes up and down. It's just, it's just how it is. It's just how it is. But congrats to her. So 50 sounds like a small number to her. So, um, but I went with, I went with 50 because I was like, I don't want to hear about people not being able to get into Princess Diaries. And it immediately filled up. <laughs> I, I put it on the socials and I talked about it in the podcast and it immediately filled up. I was like, damn. So I'm not opening it up further at this time, but maybe in the future. But So if you guys wanted a space in Princess Diaries and you could not get it, I would suggest you check back at the beginning of the month, like the last day of the month to the to the first day of the next month, check back then. It might be a space in there. And people that are in it, drop out if you don't want it because other people do. And if you're one of those people that just subscribes to a Patreon for like a month, tries to listen to everything and then comes back in six months, more power to you. But remember that if you sign up for Princess Diaries, there's limited space. And if you don't want to listen to it, unsubscribe. But remember, there may not always be space when you want to subscribe. So just keep that in mind, guys. But um, in that, you get a monthly Princess Diaries episode where I talk about more personal things. It's like the preamble to the episodes, except I'm talking more directly about stuff that, like, maybe I should be keeping to myself. I don't know. <laughs> but I enjoy the Princess Diaries aspect of it. I mean, it, it feels like a big release to get on the mic and just, like, talk about shit. So um, last time I talked about my grandfather um, dying, he, it is what it is. Um, and he's on his deathbed. He's not coming out of this, I don't think. Um, and I talked about, I have a chronic illness. I am doing better about remembering to call it a disability. It's hard because like it technically is a disability, but like, I don't know, I feel like I do that thing where I feel like, well, more people have more disability than I do. So, like, <laughs> so maybe, but I guess, you know, this isn't a fucking contest, princess. But um, I talked about that in the um, physical therapy I'm going through and, like, basically what my, like, what my thing for the next year is going to, this 2020 is going to, 2022 is going to be. Um, you know, I feel the same way about queerness. Like, I am a bisexual woman and, like, that is a part of queerness, but like I am in a, what is a heteronormative looking relationship. And like, I just feel like it, it's taken a while for me to be able to say those words because I feel like someone's going to show up and be like, no, you aren't. <laughs> I was like, you're not eating pussy right now. So I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't say it again. But it's just, one of the things you got to get used to and you got to like remind yourself that like your claim to something does, has nothing to do with the people with what other people have a claim to like the question is like being afraid to like talk about yourself in those ways um but like so on the first week of every um month there will be a new princess diaries episode for the princess diaries tier and i will talk about personal shit um work shit, like husband shit, family shit that I don't necessarily get to talk about in open air because it's more likely someone will hear it. I'm not saying that nobody's ever going to hear about what happens on Princess Diaries, but at least I can, I can fucking say I tried. Um, so yeah, I'm recording a lot and I'm also working on some other creative things that are happening. So, so like 
it's a little busy around here, but nothing I can't handle as long as I keep my schedule and I plan ahead and I take breaks when I'm fucking tired. Nothing I can't handle. Um, anyway, let's talk about Rock of Love. I really liked having Sonia last week. Sonia is, um, Sonia and I digress a lot in the same way and she's very funny to me. Very funny. And we talk in the same way and we don't mind interrupting each other. Like, I'm not a person that gets upset when, I inter- when I'm when i interrupted. I'm just like, whatever, I'll, talk, I'll keep talking in a minute. And, like, she's the same way and so we're both interrupters and we're both enjoying ourselves interrupting each other. But, um, like, coming back to record this by myself, I'm like, oh, maybe I should have had Sonya back. <laughs> All right, so we're doing, it's called Riff It Good and it's season one, episode four. Guys, remember Dallas went home last week and Lacey feels like she had something to do with that and she feels good about that. Does did Lacey have something to do with it? Yeah. Yeah. Also, the fact that Brett was never going to choose Dallas, that's also true. So, if she wasn't going to go home this week, she'd go home next week or the week after that. She wasn't staying. Lacey start, vowed to start picking off more women and Rodeo starts crying about missing her son and that gives her the chance, that gives Lacey the chance to tell Brett, hoping that he'll see that Rodeo needs to go. Um, instead, Brett hugs Rodeo and tells her she'll get a chance to talk to her son. He tells her how much he misses his kids to comfort her. My question is, why isn't she talking to her son? They get phone calls. They're recorded, I think, but they get phone calls. Why, why isn't she speaking to her son? Who's her son with? How old is her son? I'm assuming he's young. I want to look this up, but I couldn't find it. I didn't care that much to keep looking. Um... Brett seems nice to Rodeo, but Rodeo has broken a number one rule in these episodes, in these shows. Don't show vulnerability or it will be used against you. Any piece of vulnerability you show in these dating competition shows will be used against you. Um, Brandy C is having a meltdown because she wants to spend time with Brett and can't. She's literally outside his bedroom looking for him and Big John has to send her away. Um, and she's like, it's not going to happen today, Brett's, you know, he's tired or whatever. No, babe, Brett's not in there. Brett's down the street at the Holiday Inn or the Four Seasons. I don't, there's a big gap between the Holiday Inn and the Four Seasons, but <laughs> he's somewhere, okay? And he ain't here. He's probably actually with his children, which is actually a slap in the face to Rodeo. He's like, I miss my kids too. Meanwhile, he's like. He's doing s'mores and movie night with him when he's not at the house, you guys. It's fucked up, Brett. <laughs> Brett will be back whenever the call sheet says for him to be back. So the next day, Brett breaks them down in the pairs to do a song about love. All right, he wants a creative love, which Sonia and I agree, no the fuck he doesn't. <laughs> If you actually were a songwriter and worked and worked in a band and like were in a touring band, um, I would like I want to remind you guys that like it is possible to be in a band and make a living for being a band and you have never heard about those people because celebrity and working mus- musician are separate things. I cannot tell you how many times people will be like, "Well, I don't know if you're a writer, Prince, because I've never." Read anything you read. You, you don't have to. <laughs> I literally do this every day, okay? I literally made a living for 15 fucking years writing all kinds of shit. 
The fact that you have not read a novel by me, the fact that you have not seen a novel from me on the New York Times bestseller list doesn't fucking matter. Now, did I say I was rich? No, the fuck I didn't. I said I paid my bills. And so, like, it's totally possible. Lacey talks about being a a touring musician. It's totally possible that that is her entire job is to tour in some shitty little band all over America. Does is she touring in a in a in a big Ariana Grande style tour bus? No, she's not. She's in a van or in her own car or whatever. <laughs> and but it is possible to do these things that also that are also um professions that celebrities do and you don't know them. Um actors. It's possible to be a working actor that is not famous and that no one would know you off the street. It's fucking possible. But people tend to not, you know, whatever. But anyway, if you were doing that, and I'm sure Brett wouldn't want you. Because there's only one star on the show. There's only one room. But, you know, he's going to lie and says he wants them to be creative. Or some PA came up with this. <laughs> and they're going to do a song about love. And the, the group star, the pairs are Heather and Magdalena. Jess and Brandy M. Lacey and Aaron. Samantha and Brandy C. Rodeo and Mia. Rodeo and Mia are the only people who seem happy to be paired together. Um, Rodeo says she loves to sing. She sings at weddings and karaoke. And she said, this is a dream come true for me. And I was like, Rodeo, you didn't say it. Are they using the same clip? She says it's a, something's a dream come true for her a lot. What are Rodeo's dreams like, guys? Because I don't know that this is... Uh, why am I criticizing other people's dreams? My dreams are ludicrous. But I'm just saying, like, when she keeps saying this is a dream come true, I'm like, Rodeo, you gotta stop hitting, eating right before you go to sleep because your dreams are weird, dude. You know, you guys know those red sausages that are, like, absolutely pig lips. <laughs> In a sausage case. You know what I'm talking They're red sausages. I don't know what else they're called. Um, that's what we call them. But, like, my husband used to buy a lot of them. He used to love to like fry up a couple of red sausages right before you go to bed. And I would eat those. And you put like, this is it. I hate American cheese. I think it should be called terrorist cheese. That's what we call it in our house. Because when you eat it, the terrorists win. Uh, but going back to my roots, a red sausage and a fucking American cheese. <sighs> maybe not even in a hot dog bun. Maybe on a square piece of bread. I'll allow it when I'm eating... There are certain foods that really remind me of being like super young and super poor. Um, and that and a red sausage with with American cheese on a piece of bread folded over like a hot dog bun is one of those things. Gives you weird dreams. Another thing is beanie weenies. And not like there is a brand of Franken beans called beanie weenies, but we we did not get that because you know, we can't afford shit like that. Uh, but I remember I would go with my aunt. Um, I, I've talked, I, I talked a bit about my aunt who died. Um, she developed a drug problem. She abandoned her children. She, um, like I was very close to her when I was young. Like she was the only person I would spend a night with because I didn't spend nights away from my mother. And not that I was like all in love with my mother or anything, but I just did not go places without my mother. And... Like, it didn't feel safe to be places when my mother wasn't there. I needed her to be in an area. And this is until I was, like, fucking 11 years old. I, I didn't make it through um, sleepovers like that. I just didn't. And if I did make it through a sleepover, it's because I never went to sleep. I stayed up all night long because I could not 
dare lay down and go to sleep if my mother was not in the building. And But I could stay with my Aunt June. And one of the things she would make all the time is beanie weenies and not from the can. She, she would make baked beans. Then she would slice, well, first she sliced the hot dogs up and she'd like fry them with onions and seasoning. And then she'd put them in the beanie, in the, in the, in the baked beans and stir them all together. And it was such a comfort food. It was such like, but it's obviously like a poor food, right? Like, (laughs) but it's one of those things that like, I haven't had in a really long time, but, uh, I immediately think of her. She died not too long ago. Um, a complication between diabetes and drug use. and She was homeless and all this shit was going on. And she lost her leg. And then she had another stroke that killed her in the hospital. And like, there's just like great gap of time where I didn't really like get to be around her. And uh, it's because she kind of like drifted from the family after this drug use and all this other shit. And... Like, Beanie Weenies, like, I was looking, I was in the store, and I saw a can of fucking Beanie Weenies, and I almost started fucking crying. And when she died, like, I wasn't, like, super, I wasn't, like, super, like, I just, I hadn't been around her in a really long time. And I wasn't, like, super upset. I was mostly because my mother's other sister had died, like, less than a month earlier. And I was, like, really concerned about my mom, and I was, like, my focus was, like, my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom, and, like, I can't lose my mom can't have my mom like relapse or I can't have my mom like struggle in depression because her siblings that she's like been taking care of are dying and so I didn't really think about Aunt June dying right my Aunt Tara used to flick uh roaches at me when I would go to her house because she found it offensive that I'm scared of roaches I also can't help that I'm scared of roaches I'm terrified of them um the idea of sleeping in a in a bugs crawling on you is terrifying to me and so that's another person my mom would want me to spend a night over her house, but the only way I made it all night is I never went to sleep. Um, but she would, like, get upset with me and, like, flick roaches at me because the the fact that I was scared of them was so offensive to her. So, I mean, she's dead, fuck her. But, <laughs> but um, my Aunt June had had, like, experiences with her and, like, spent summers with her and, and she liked to read, too, and... We would read next to each other on the couch or we'd watch Supermarket Sweep together. She had all boys and she would always tell me there were too many dicks in her house. And, <laughs> and we watched Supermarket Sweep and um, Shop to You Drop and we talk about, I mean, I was like, it was pre-period. So I was like nine-ish, 10. Um, and we would talk about how we were going to fill out an application to go on Supermarket Sweep together. And I would be the youngest contestant ever. At the time, I don't know, they didn't have kids on there. So, and how good I was at guessing how much Tide cost and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'd had all these experiences with her. And when she was out of my life, like, I just didn't really examine that. And then when she was out of, then when she died, I was so busy, like, wondering about my mom and caring and, like, being, like, like, worrying about that part. I did not have time to mourn my Aunt June. And what happened is I was walking down an aisle and I saw a can of fucking Beanie Weenies and fucking lost it. And my husband was like, bitch, we is in the Walmart. (laughs) What is going on? And it was very hard to articulate what was going on because I, I mean, in myself, I didn't really know what was going on. Anyway, I'm off topic. These are, (laughs) these are the type of things I should be writing about. I'm, 
I am contemplating getting a medium account and writing an essay a week about some of these stories that I'm like, I tell on this podcast and things that I really need to explore in a different way and perhaps doing a newsletter. But once again, princess, you keep coming up with ideas of things to do as if time is unlimited and bitch, it is not. <sighs> anyway, I don't know how I got the beanie weenies. I think I got there from red sauce. Oh, the dreams. Rodeo, you need to talk to somebody. These dreams. <laughs> All right, so Rodeo writes a song that has everything to do with kids. Um, obviously, because she's thinking a lot about her kid and her and Brett bond over kids. Now, they act like Rodeo is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, right? Because she's crying a lot and she's talking about her kid and stuff. I'm like, but, and she incorporates the kids into this song, but I'm like, Brett, you just went over there and said you missed your kids too. So, there's a reason she thinks you want to hear a song about kids. You know, Mia tries to steer her away from because Mia, I don't think Mia has any kids. And why would she be doing that? And, you know, Rodeo cannot be deterred. Um, they sing badly, but Mia wears a bra top to distract a silvery bra top. Rodeo explains why the kids are involved. And she does a tearful talking head where she explains she would always incorporate her son into everything. Um... Like I said, I think they want Rodeo to like something's wrong with her. And maybe something is wrong with her. I don't actually know Rodeo, so I can't tell you that. I mean, the fact that you got on a show where nobody has a nickname and called yourself Rodeo is part is... We can talk about that. But in terms of, like, filming, they... So, each episode looks like about to be about two days, maybe. Maybe three in some of them, but really about two days. Because they always have to do an elimination. That they wake up, they do something. Usually what happens is the show spent like the night before, right after the elimination, there's something. Then the next morning, then they do something. And they got on dates. So like about two days an episode. And that's if they don't take breaks for crew and things like that. It really depends on what the schedule was. But she's been there. This is episode four. She's been there over a week. And it's intense. You're being filmed all the fucking time. You're in here with all these women. She's already had to arrest uh, arrest Lacey. I still think Rodeo used to be a fucking prison cop. Um, I don't know. So I don't want to be. I don't want to be eight days away from my fucking kids. But like, also, like I get it. My kids are actually my older kids are going to camp this summer. Last summer, remember last summer my. My buddy ended up going to overnight camp for a week and the two, two boys were going to go, but one of them got sick and I told the other one to stay away from him and they didn't and they all got sick. So I didn't send them. But, um, this year they're going for 10 days and they're all three going at the same time. And I know by like day four, I'm going to be like, Oof, where are my babies? <laughs> so I can understand how rodeo gets there. Uh, I also think there might be things behind that we're not thinking about. Like, maybe her son's with his father and there's a custody thing. You don't fucking know. I just feel like we don't, we underestimate how filming is going to be. And I don't think, I, I think by day six or, or eight, I would probably be losing my marbles too. I'm just saying. The fact that you got to be on all the time, you don't have any alone time ever. And also you're playing head games over this, Man in a wig. Like, I, it's stressful. That's what I'm trying to say. 
So, guys, did you know that Lacey was a touring musician? I mean, she's only mentioned it like 50 times. But she wants you to know that. And she's been writing lyrics since she was five. And she tells Aaron they have this in the bag. She's trying to teach Aaron how to play the tambourine. And that's not going well. Aaron doesn't have any rhythm. I, listen, I'm not surprised by that. But she's just like kind of wooden and... When they go up, Lacey ends up playing the guitar and sings while Aaron plays the tambourine very badly. Incredibly badly. Um, Sam shows Brandy C. Brandy C calls it Sam's creepy little journal. (laughs) Where they get lyrics and Sam tries to teach her how to sing and it doesn't work. Sam is actually, Sam's song is actually the best in my opinion. And she used Brandy C well considering that Brandy cannot sing at all. And also she doesn't seem like she knows where she is. Um, but I think Brett didn't like it because it was about being in the house and not knowing if Brett was for real or for lying for TV. But I also think that the reason, that's one of the reasons I think it's a good song because it's literally about something that's happening. And the other ones are, you know, it's real cliche and Sam actually wrote those words. Um, and like, so I thought it was the best, but I, I think that Brett, I don't know how Brett felt about it. Heather is drinking a beer in her backwards cap and pink and green camo capris. Guys, she looks like fucking J-Lo. Remember when J-Lo used to wear those kind of like, I call them old man hats, but I guess they're newsboy hats, I think. I used to call them Bill Cosby hats, but uh, I don't really talk about Bill Cosby anymore. Um, But she, remember J-Lo used to wear those fucking hats and she's like in heels and like, camo capris that are pink and green and I'm like she looks like J-Lo doing J-Lo at the height of fucking J-Lo by the way J-Lo has a romantic comedy coming out with Owen Wilson called Marry Me and bitch I'm gonna watch it listen do I do I know that J-Lo is a song stealer and that her whole career is built on the fact that Tommy Matola wanted to hurt Mariah Carey yeah bitch yeah do I think uh J-Lo is like a paparazzi setter-upper. This picture of me is killing me. Why do I look like, I look like I know a secret in there. This this picture of me looking at me is like, really girl? I don't like it. <laughs> anyway, I gotta turn a little bit so I can't see. Um, um, yeah, I know all the bad stuff about J-Lo, okay? I know all the bad stuff about J-Lo, about the fake relationships and stuff like that. I know there's a lot of blind items about it. Guys, listen to Troy's podcast behind the blinds i'm not a blinds person but you guys know if i feel like a story is funny enough or messy enough i decide i want to believe it and like a lot of the shit about jayla i'm like yeah that's true that's definitely fucking true that definitely happened but yeah but the fact is i still admire the fact she's a 50 year old woman probably on steroids (laughs) looking amazing i think she looks great and i i admire her hustle and i and like it takes work to regardless of what you think of her singing abilities and her acting abilities and her being j-lo abilities she has carved out a niche for herself and it takes work i admire the fucking hustle i do and i also admire the fact that she has not just like given up on dating and love and fake relationships if you believe what they say about her and ben i don't know i don't know but like if it were me the first time some shit didn't work out so who's that? Her first husband who was a backup dancer? Girl, you would never see me with another person ever again. People would be like, well, who are you dating? I'd be like, none of your business. I've been
basically just stay in my house alone in a, in a robe and hope no one looks at me. I would have never, but so I admire someone who keeps trucking. I admire that. And also, I think the movie's gonna be good. <laughs> the last thing I saw her in was Hustlers, and you guys know I loved everything about Hustlers. And then if J Lo in her height, that body was in a fur coat with a bunch of one sticking out of her panties. And like was like, here, come get in my fur coat and I'm gonna put a picture of you on my wallet. Bitch, I would do anything she asked me to. I would murder people. She'd be like, we have to go over here and kill someone. And I'd be like, okay. I would do it. Doesn't take much. It doesn't really. Like, I would love for that woman to lay her body on me. I would love it. But <laughs> what the fuck? Am I? Oh, um, Heather is like, do she's got the sunglasses, she's doing J-Lo at the height of J-Lo doing her J-Lo. And but she's drinking a beer and she can't, she's, <laughs> she's not making any, she's basically making fun of Magdalena. Like they, so there's a lot of drag queen jokes about Magdalena cause she's tall and her voice is deep. And I'm just like, 2021 princess isn't having it. 2011 princess probably thought this is a little, I like drag queen. So I might've been like thinking like, oh, that's kind of a compliment. <laughs> But like 2021 Princess is like, guys, this is, don't do this. But Magdalena is actually trying. And remember she sang when they did the phone sex thing. So everybody knows she can't sing. But, and Heather isn't really trying. She's letting Magdalena do everything. And Heather's like, this sucks. <sighs> Later when they actually do the song, Heather though is like, I did most of the lyrics. I don't seem to be true. Magdalena spoke up and was like, actually we did it together. Which is, I think is generous. Jess and Brandy M don't have anything at all. <laughs> all they do is smoke cigarettes and drink beer. And so they incorporate that into their song along with a lot of screaming while holding guitars that they don't use, which they get dinged for with the guest judge. But I liked it. Of all of them, I feel like I want to be Jess and Brandy M just like screaming and, and banging stuff and hoping I'm too loud for them to notice that I'm not doing well. I, I thought it was fine. So when it comes out, though, it's a tie. Heather and Magdalena, Sam and Brandy C. And that that implies to me that there's some kind of thing going on from production. Because keep in mind that on these, on these shoots, they have to plan production out. And so they have to have enough time to go on two, on two sets of dates. And if they planned on, well, they plan on going on two dates individually. If they, I'm just saying that, like, if this is different, if it wasn't supposed to always be a tie, then something happened in the scenes behind production, behind the scenes of production to scramble some things away. Like, I keep using this as an example because it's one of the things that I watch that I actually keep an eye on to production is RuPaul's Drag Race. When somebody wins a tie, you guys have to remember that they have sold this show for this many episodes and ad space has been sold. Like, we don't just get to be, we're not like 22 episodes and we're just gonna, don't worry, we'll be 23. That's not how it works. So when they win a double, when when it's a double save, it means two people have to go home later because we can only have so many shows here. Or it means that we always knew that we were gonna have a double save and we incorporated that in the production schedule that one time we will save two people and we just decided to use it now. And once you start getting an eye for these things and realizing like, we don't get to change the episode, the amount of episodes we're going to film and somebody has to go home on every episode or we have to have some sort of lip sync on every episode. Then, and we have to like, 
We have to license songs and choose. Like, there's a lot of work behind making this fucking shit go. And once you realize that, you realize that a lot of, there are no accidents when there, when things happen with ties. There are really no accidents. Anyway, Heather Magdalena win, Rodeo and uh, Mia win. Which is good because I don't think Mia's been on a, on a date yet. It'll be two dates, two women on each date. Afterwards, Rodeo's crying a lot again. She says she feels like she used her... Wait, hold on. It wasn't Rodeo. It was Sam and Brandy C. Excuse me. Heather and Magdalena, Sam and Brandy C. Um, afterwards, Rodeo's crying a lot again. Now she says she feels like her used her child for the song. Mia's comfort, comforting her. We get a weird talking here where Rodeo... Rodeo's like, I'm trying to bring the kids into the good music. That's where I wear my hat. I love rock and country. Kids love me. <sighs> what? <laughs> what the fuck, Rodeo? Brandy C thinks that Randy is, Rodeo is annoying. And she's like, I miss my cat. I prepared. I knew it was going to be hard. But Rodeo has to suck it up. And I'm like... I'm not one of those people. I just remember this once. I was in this Facebook group and this woman was like so mad that people refer to their pets as like their children. She's like, it's not the same. And you don't, I'm like, well, okay. Uh, like how you feel about your children and how someone feels about their dog do not have to be the same. They love their dog. Like it's a child. Calm down. Like, you're not in charge of, like, I don't give a fuck about that shit. What do you mean? She said it was detriment. It was, like, offensive to her motherhood. I was like, your motherhood's hinging on whether someone calls their dog a baby? Like, why is your motherhood so fragile? Um, But, like, I am going to have to say <laughs> that Brandy C being like, I'm away from my cat, and that's a big deal for me, so I don't know why Rodeo's crying, is a little mean-spirited. It just is. And Brandy C seems like a fucking troll, to be honest. I mean, she's she's been walking around calling her her car accident scar a disability that I can't even see. <laughs> I guess, girl. So Magdalena has to go to eat sushi with Brett, and for some reason, Brett says they have to teach him about dating because he doesn't know much about dating. Excuse me, Brett? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Please don't act like you don't know how to go out on dates. That you don't know how to meet women. Get the fuck out of here. But Heather leans into it and is all like, oh, you know, I don't date at all. And Magdalena's like, oh, is that because you're a stripper and it makes you hate all men? Dude, all of you fucking tried it. Brett for pretending like he's Amish and he doesn't know anything about women. Even though... I saw, when you look at pictures of Brett in the late 80s, early 90s, you see. Also, seen the sex tape. You know about women. Um, I have not seen the sex tape. I just know it exists. <laughs> I know about the sex tape, but I did not know what he was doing in there. It was probably mediocre sex. <laughs> probably a lot of rabbit fucking. I don't know. Um, not having sex with rabbits. Um, you know, rabbit fucking like. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> um, and Heather, I just don't believe that you haven't been on any dates and you're not around and you're not like romantically involved. And you don't know what it's like to like meet men and stuff. I don't give a fuck. And Magdalena, that stripper comment was bullshit. Um, I, I, 
I give Magdalena like a little bit of credit because I understand that going into this, she's a little annoyed that Heather is trying to take credit for the song. And Heather was basically like, this sucks. And bang and shaking a maraca badly, you know, but you all tried it. All y'all are fucking lying. But I'll say this, Heather, um, Heather handles it well. She says, no, it means I know men very well. And it's true. Like she, why wouldn't she? And Heather says that she was going to strip for five years and she's at four and a half years. So she's got six months left. And Magdalena says that all strippers say that. She didn't say that to Heather's face. She says in her talking head. All strippers say that and that Heather doesn't know how to do anything else. Okay, Magdalena, aren't you like in prison now? Like <laughs> Heather isn't. Maybe Heather does know how to do something else. <laughs> Heather also says she has $45,000 in student loans that she has to pay back. Damn. I mean, that's not the highest I've heard, but like $45,000 for what though, Heather? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people stripped to pay back their student loans. Brett says that he has a soft spot for dancers and then Heather's saying she's working her way out bonds them. What? <laughs> like one. So like when they, people give the stripper comments, I'm like, but Brett loves strippers. He loves strippers. Okay. So don't worry about it. Um, so when he says he has a soft spot for dance, I was like, yeah, of course you do. Um, but the, the, the fact that she's like working her way out bonds them. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean, Brett? And then he gives them guitars. So then they're ready to keep the party going. They want to go get piercings and tattoos. And Heather suggests she gets his name on her neck. I was like, this is where she does it. But no, this isn't where she does it. I forget. It's later. Brett kisses her because he loves an idea, but he wants it to be private with just the two of them and a camera, I guess. So they do a triple kiss in a limo and they are drunk. And and like, they're like, we're going to keep this party going. So they run in the house. And I mean, they're just drunk and people are partying with them. Brett's playing the harmonica and, and Heather's tits are out. And she's dancing <laughs> to the harmonica. <sighs> and then, harmonica is titty music, Heather. You, you're right. And then, <laughs> and then Heather's breaking a guitar. I hope it's, I don't think it's the guitar he just gave her. I think it's one off the wall, but like Brett's yelling, break it, break it. <laughs> Sam comes out and is like looking at them and just kind of turns around and walks back. <laughs> like, <sighs> So Heather, Brandy C and Lacey and Brett end up in his fake room. They're like rolling all around the bed and shit. Brett talks about partying in like a weird way. Like it's his favorite thing, but it also might kill him. He's like, like he has a heart condition. He's always like, oh, I'm partying too you know, my liver hurts and I've broke up in a puddle of drool with no pants on. And I'm like, Brett, why are you acting like this is a thing that happened to you? One, besides the diabetes, is there some sort of condition we don't know about that? Like if you drink too much, some, like what's going on? And two, if you don't want to be partying, why are you screaming, break the guitar? Why are you saying, let's do some piercings and tattoos? What are you talking about? If you don't want to be partying, then don't be partying. If you didn't want to go back into your fake room with the three women so they could jump on top of you, then you didn't have to. I sound like some old man, like some like old conservative man being like, did you say no? You didn't, like, that's what I sound like. But that's, but my point stands is that like, Brett has all the power in this, in this. And if he did not want to drink 
do a bunch of shots and scream and run around the house, then they wouldn't do it. So why are you acting like this is happening to you? A lot of people are mad about the stuff that happened the night before. And Brandy M is really pissed. She calls them hoes. Lacey walks in where they're talking shit. And to their credit, they're like, yeah, we're talking about you. And Lacey doesn't want to say what did or didn't happen. And just wants to know because she doesn't want to, she says she doesn't want to kiss him if bleep bleep. And I think she's saying like if Brett licked your pussy. And Lacey says fair enough and pretty much leaves. Um... And I think just part of her playing the game, because I think that if she makes you believe there's like, if you're a Sam or Jess and you are fine participating in this house, but you do not like, he's less attractive when you've known he's like basically been fucking everyone in the house the whole time. If you're Lacey, you want to imply that you have so that they don't want to be there anymore. And so I think that was strategy. And she was like, fair enough. Um, Sam wants to go home. She wants to know how to trust Brett to not cheat on her when you got into the relationship with him cheating on you. Which, I mean, he's, he's not cheating on you. You guys are in a relationship. Like, everything that's happening here is fine. But I understand what she's saying. Like, you're trying to get to know somebody and all you do is see him doing things with other women. And even if you guys end up being together, who can forget those things? Um, and it's daytime with, now it's daytime with, um, Brandy C and Sam. And I guess they're riding horses because Rodeo starts crying immediately and says her dream date was to ride a horse on Brett's land. Rodeo, does he have land? Land to ride horses on? I don't know. Uh, in fact, they don't go to Brett's house. They go to the ranch to do this and Brandy C and, and Sam ride horses. Um, I've talked about this before, guys. I've always wanted to ride a horse. I've always like just wanted the feel of riding a horse. But one, I think I'm too fat to do that. And like, I don't need, you guys don't have to comment and like DM me and stuff and be like, horses are beasts of burden. They, <laughs> you're not too fat there. But it's just something about like, like, do I want to be on a horse? What if I get a depressed horse? What if I get like, what if that horse embarrasses me by just laying down? Like, it, it's something that's, that's preventing me. And I always was supposed, I was supposed to do a horseback riding, like, overnight at Girl Scout camp, where I was supposed to go. We were going to ride horses day, like, all day and all night and all weekend. It was just, like, a weekend thing. But my mom couldn't afford to send me. It cost money, obviously. And I never went. And it's, like, always sticks in the back of my mind that, like, I really wanted to, like, have a horse. And I really wanted to, like get on a horse and just like have that feeling. Like when I was a kid, I would get on, I've told this story. I, I had like, like I would get on like a rocking horse and that was in my grandfather's house. And I'd just be like riding it and thinking about having to like chase people down and I'd be side saddle on it. And I'd just be like, just <laughs> taking a nap, taking a lunch with me. Cause I'm going off into the wood. Like it's been one of those things I was like, I've always wanted to know, but like, like, I should just, like, go take lessons, right? And just ride a horse and, like, have the experience so it's not always in the back of my mind. But something's preventing me. Even when the kids, they do, like, horseback riding things at, like, some of these places we go, it's always some broke-down horse that's been riding 
pony rides forever. And I'm like, that, I could not get on that horse. He'd probably lay down and die. But I got to figure it out. I got to do that. There's a couple of things that I'd like, I've been coming up like childhood things that I've been like, I never got the chance to experience that. And I just like ride a fucking horse for a little bit, princess. Maybe it's something I'll do this summer. I don't know. But like, I, I want to like call ahead and be like, do you have horses that like fat bitches? Because don't let me get in there. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh, um, this horse, uh, He's got a bad back. <laughs> and you have to go, like, how much do you weigh? I don't know how much I weigh, actually, because I don't check. So then I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I don't want to be embarrassed like that by, like, a horse turning me down. <laughs> I don't want to be rejected by a horse. <laughs> I just feel like, I feel like I can survive a lot of things. But a horse just like turning its back on me being like, you thought <laughs> it's not going to be one of them. Child, inner child prince is going to die. <laughs> so no. <sighs> um, Brent ends up giving Brandy C and um, Sam guitars too. And Brandy C is like in trance. So she does not know how to do anything with it. But they do like a little like 10 second thing of her just like being in love with this guitar. And then Sam takes Brett away to talk about her insecurities. And Brandy C makes a funny when she says it doesn't bother her because Sam is going off to talk about issues that they already have and they're not even together. <laughs> I was like, yeah. But the thing is, Brandy C's right, Sam. As a person whose attachment style is trust no bitch, I feel you. Like, I totally feel you on this. And that, like, it would be incredibly hard to trust someone when this is how you meet them. I don't, I can't trust people when I met, when I meet them doing the right thing. When they, when I, when I'm like looking over a balcony at you, like playing harmonica while, while Heather sees, Heather sees like she has nice breasts. I mean, Heather looks like she has nice breasts. I'm just saying they, they look nice. Um, it, it, through the blur, I'm not watching it on the, on Pluto or whatever, or TV or whatever people are watching, you know, but, um, still like. When that's the scene I come upon, when I'm over here, like, wondering what if I'm supposed to be in this house, like, yeah, I too would be like, ugh, I'm not doing this. But people don't like it when you talk to them about this. People don't like it when you tell them, I'm not going to trust you, even though you technically haven't done anything wrong, right? By the way, whenever I tell my husband of almost 15 years, like, we can't plan a trip because I don't know if we're going to still be together next year, he gets very upset about that. And it's mostly because, like, stop projecting bad things onto me when you have no, when you have no reason to do that. Uh, you really just have to, like, Sam, you have to wait and see. And does that mean that sometimes, like, you, you have to experience bad things, you have to be vulnerable, you have to let some bad thing happen to you instead of, like, bracing the entire time, like, for bad things to happen because you're afraid it's going to affect you? Yeah, but if you... Wrap yourself in a bubble and worry yourself away your entire life trying to avoid bad things happening to you. Good things can't happen to you either because you're too busy like trying to avoid experiencing things. Know that, I'm literally talking to myself here. Princess, know that whatever bad things happens, you will survive it. You survived every bad thing that's ever happened to you. You're still fucking here. You're still kicking. You're still thriving. You're still doing great stuff. 
Stuff you never thought you would ever do. Stuff you could never imagine. And so if something bad happens to you, you'll figure a way out of that too. It'll be okay. And it might hurt a little bit. But the fact, but you've got to experience those things so that you can get the big highs and joys of the good things. And you'll miss out on all of it if you just put yourself in a bubble and I hope nothing ever touches you again. It's, it's, it's not the way. Life is good and bad and everything in between. And I promise you will survive it, princess. I fucking promise. Promise. Um, maybe you should go horse wire right? <laughs> maybe being rejected by a horse is not the worst thing that's ever going to happen to you. You should try it. Maybe nothing will happen. Maybe you'll just love horseback riding on horseback ride every fucking day. Maybe. I mean, I doubt it. I can't afford a horseback ride every day. But you know what I mean. If you don't, if you are not willing to live through the bad shit, you don't get to live through the good shit. I, I, I wish I could tell Sam that. Like, just breathe. <laughs> just breathe. Keep your eyes open. Take a note of what's happening. It's going to be fine. They talk about her trust issues because her father cheated on her mother. And she says that she's rethinking her stay because watching him with other women is hard. And Brett talks about how his parents got divorced when he was 15. And when he got home from school, his mother was just not there. It was a Tuesday. Here, never forget that day. And I was like, damn, man. That's tough. And they make out. So I guess Sam's getting over being germaphobic. And I, it feels like she's like, they're talking. She's like, when I'm touching, when I'm here with you now, I feel something. And I think she does. Um, so it's fine. It's elimination night. Brandy M is tired of bimbos trying to fuck Brett and she wants to know what Brett wants. And I'm, I tell you this, Brandy M, but it's bimbos trying to fuck him. That's what he wants. He's getting what he wants. I know he keeps saying he can't do any more shots, but why does he keep screaming shots if he can't do any more shots? <laughs> no one is forcing themselves on Brett. He wants this. Um, Brett shows up in a tiger print trench coat blazer thing and a techie cowboy hat. And guys... It, it looks cheap. That's what it looks like. It looks cheap. It looks plastic. Um, I'm no cow girl. Yes, I live in Texas, but I'm a transplant. And I'm just, I just don't really cow, cowboy, cowgirl aesthetic just doesn't really do it for me. And, you know, I'm watching a new Queer Eye. And they really decided that they were going to make Austin a cowboy town. I was like, I don't, it, it's Texas, but. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. And there's nobody at Cowboy Boots at my H-E-B. I promise. There just isn't. <laughs> but okay, fine. All right. I, I see that you guys found some real cow. And a lot of times they're not even in Austin proper. So I'm like, why did you go to, to surrounding small towns of Austin and claim that you're in Austin? <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs> anyway. um, I'm like the... The only cowgirl aesthetic I can, that I would like, if I was going to do cowgirl, I do Pam from um, Urban Cowboy. Do you guys know who Pam is? Pam is the rich girl that Bud runs off, like introduces himself and dances with. And she turns to her friends, like when she goes home, when they go home, she's like, I got myself a real cowboy. But she's a rich, she's like, those jeans she's wearing are very expensive. Her cowboy hat. They killed something that morning to make that cowboy hat. <laughs> um, she like she went into uh 
cowboy cowgirls unlimited to get this outfit like she's she's not she's not going out to do any cowgirl shit she bought this um she's living in a high rise in houston i believe her daddy's in oil and everything that entails like that's <laughs> that's a cowgirl and she looks like Cher. her hair is so black and long and straight she looks like a young Cher. she's got a dimple that girl is so fucking cute and if i had to cosplay cowgirl that's the cowgirl I want to be. I want to be a cowgirl that every now and then drives out to the honky tonk, drives out to Gillies, and mingles with the poor people, and then gets in my nice car, and drives on back to my high rise in Houston, where my daddy, who's in oil, pays for it. Like that's what I want to do. I get <laughs> you guys seen Urban Cowboy? Do you even know what the fuck I'm talking about? Urban Cowboy is one of my favorite movies. It is so you guys know how like I'm always talking about these movies that are really important to me when I was a kid that I want to show my my kids and Urban Cowboy is my mom's favorite one of my mom's favorite movies my mom only likes a few movies the the Temptations the Five Heartbeats those are the same fucking movie guys it's the same fucking movie you know how long it took me to realize they're the same fucking movie uh one is a biopic and one is a fictionalized account of the Temptations and I think uh Leon's in both of them anyway. Anybody coming to see you, Otis? And so those two, the color purple, I can quote the color purple all fucking day long, all day. Um, the Women of Brewster's Place. Ooh, my mother loves that movie. And I actually had watched it so many times with my mom that I went and found the book. It's based on like a very, I guess a novella is what, it's a very slim book. And I read it. The movie was better. That's a rare occurrence for me. But, um... Then I went and took my SATs and a passage from the woman the Brewster Place was on there. I was like, yes, yes, definitely read this. I know all about, I know all about the themes of the woman the Brewster Place. Um, that's a great movie. Um, my mom loves, what other movie? A Coal Miner's Daughter. My mother loves that fucking movie. Two pieces. I've seen that shit so many fucking times. And Urban Cowboy, Bud and Sissy and their toxic love. Uh, they're basically in like the worst romance ever. <laughs> Um, it's good. There's a prison rodeo in there. <laughs> it's good. Um, but I know those references because my mom would watch those movies over and over again. I just remember, like, we were going to get Blockbuster. I mean, that's how old I am. We used to go get Blockbuster on Friday with my dad. And I was just like, do we have to keep running the five heartbeats? He's like, that's what your mother wants to watch. And I was like, okay, but, like, can't we rent... Because we, we get like two or three movies and he was, I can't remember something else. And he'd be like, if your mother's not happy, your mother's, nobody's going to be happy. You know that. Your mother, we, we all are physically incapable of being happy if your mother's not happy. She'll see to it that we can't be happy. So we got to make her happy. And I remember being like, can you just like get that for that VHS tape for her this year for her birthday or something? He was like, that's a good idea. And we bought a bunch of movies that she watches over and over again so we could free up a fucking blockbuster slot. <laughs> Urban Cowboy. I hope that somebody here listening to this knows that movie. John Travolta, Travolta, um, Deborah Winger as Sissy. Um, I don't know who played Pam, but she was gorgeous. Just fucking gorgeous. And, you know, uh, looking for love in all the wrong places. You know? <laughs> anyway, let me stop talking about that shit. Um, back to Brett. Tonight, he, he's doing things differently. He calls Rodeo down and sends her home immediately to see her son. He also gives her that tacky-ass cowboy hat. 
And then he walks her out, which is nice. He doesn't, he's never done that. Outside, Rodeo cries and cries and says she'll never let him go. And I'm like, I think you will. Um, when Brett comes back, he's sniffling like he's been crying. And his voice cracked when he says it's the toughest thing he's done in a long time. I want to make a joke about that. But I have a feeling that they had to stop production when they went out, when he walked around. Like, he was supposed to walk her to the door and that would be it. And I think, I think she probably cried a lot out there and, like, begged not to be sent home. And, like, he had to talk to her about it. I think he's, I think he's actually tearful because of interacting with a really tearful rodeo. Um... Also, Brett, don't tell me that getting that wig, do-rag, hat combination on wasn't hard. So I'll, I'll be the judge of what the hardest thing you did in a long time. Right, so the passes go out. Mia gets the first pass. Jess gets the second pass. He didn't go on a date with Mia. Jess gets the second pass. He hasn't spent any time with Jess. <laughs> well, then he gives out some Sam her pass, and she he says that she didn't come here to drink and party. And that makes him think that she's there for him. I I am very confused by this idea that Brett's lifestyle isn't drinking and partying. Um, even though Brett is obviously not filling up stadiums like he was in the late 80s, early 90s. He is a working musician. He has to get on the road to make his money. Um... That's how most most people make their money. Even the big guys, you have to tour to really make that money. And, um, but, you know, Brett's, turn, Brett's going to Orlando and, I don't know, fucking Pittsburgh. And, and he's doing small stages and festivals and things like that. That's how he makes his money. And is he trying to tell us that he's not on the road a lot, he's not partying a lot, He's not taking it home from the club, you know, meeting women out in like at shows and and like fucking with them all. Like, is that what you're trying to imply here? Because that's not true. Or is he implying that he is doing that, but he wants to move away from that? And so he wants someone who's there for him and that also won't make him party. Force him actually to take shots. Force him to play the harmonica while their tits are out. Like, I, I just <sighs> It feels like he is looking for something he actually doesn't want, which which makes sense because that's he wasn't with Jess. Like, I just don't see him being with Jess. Like, it doesn't even make any sense. And it's, it looks like he's out here looking for something he actually doesn't want. And that is strange to me. I I understand that, that this is editing, that this is, uh, this is scripts being written for Brett. Like, when Brett's talking to the screen, he's reading stuff, essentially. Like, I understand that. But I want to understand why why we need to pretend like this isn't what Brett wants. And if it isn't what Brett wants, why we didn't do a better job of showcasing that? Why aren't we looking at video of Brett in his fake room reading a book with his reading glasses on and, and knitting? Why aren't we looking at that? Is that, is that? is that what Brett's like? Okay, show me that. I'm confused right now. Really confused. So the last three are the ones that were in the room with Brett that night. And that's Heather, 
Brandy C and Lacey. And it's just like, but you definitely brought those women up to the room and looked like you were having a good time. And now you have to get rid of one because they're doing too much. I don't know. I don't know. That was you screaming for Heather to break that guitar, right? It was. So what's that? Okay, so he ends up sending Brandy C home. And he says that his that his rose and thorn with her. Brad, did you get paid to say that? Do you get paid every time you say rose and thorn in a sentence? Let me know. Um, but he says that basically she's great. She's free. She's like a free spirit and she's wonderful to be around. But that um, he thinks it would really just be all about sex. I mean. Yeah. He says he, he tells her that he misses her already when he lets her go. And Brandy C cries in the driveway about how he can't possibly have a connection with anyone else in there. <laughs> okay. So they do a toast and Brett says his liver hurts. So can they do it with water? And what are they going to say? No, they don't bring out the liquor. <laughs> they don't bring out the shots. <laughs> you... Big John brings it out because production hands it to him offset off over there where he walks. <laughs> He's acting like they brought the liquor. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. <sighs> that was this week's episode, guys. Thank you for listening to me as I smell everything. There was something. The world smells like shoes right now. I do not understand. <laughs> Thank you for listening to me and thank you for showing up. If you could, please give me a five-star review. I would l- tell other people why you come and listen to this shit every week. Explain it to them. Let them know. Give me some fucking reviews. You can also follow me at OKThenPrincess on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow me at ByPumpkinPodcast on Instagram. Um, And don't forget, there's bonus episodes happening on the Buy Pumpkin pi- Patreon, which is that patreon.com backslash buy pumpkin and i will see you guys next week thanks